If you're tracking with us, this episode drops on the Thursday before Easter. Tomorrow will be Good Friday. We'll celebrate the resurrection this Sunday. But before we get there, I want us to feel the weight of all that happened on Friday. I want us to struggle with what Jesus did. I want us to feel the weight of our sin which put him on the cross. To truly appreciate all that Jesus is and all that he went through leading to the cross, what he experienced on the cross, we have to come face to face with our sin. It's my hope that we're honest, that as we're honest about our sin, that we get a better appreciation and a better understanding of all that Jesus did for us and that we feel that burden of the sin wash away. I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, Paul tells us that we all sin and we fall short of the glory of God. As I've struggled with my sin and as I've studied sin, I realized that I only stood, understood sin as my bad behavior. My bad actions, me lying or stealing or lusting or me wanting what other people had. But sin is way more than just my bad behavior. There's something deeper to it. Looking back at Romans 3.23, we see that sin is missing the mark of living how God would most be glorified. Tim Keller, one of my favorite authors, defines sin as resisting God's authority. Going all the way back to the creation of the world, we see that we want to be in charge. So for me, sin is putting myself as the sovereign authority of my life and removing God from the throne of my life. Sin is not just bad behavior. Sin is me living like I know more than God. Sin is not trusting that He knows what is best. Sin is more than just bad behavior. It is treason against the creator of the universe and against his rule. Sin is me telling God I don't need his leadership. We've all done that. We've all thought we know better. So now that we have a better understanding of sin and realize that we all do it, let's think about the consequences of sin. Paul, in Romans 6.23, describes the consequences of sin as death. He says the wages of sin is death. Now then, I didn't physically drop dead when I committed that sin last week. So what gives? What's up? Is the Bible lying to us? Is Paul using preacher exaggeration to scare us? Sin does not lead to death immediately. Sin does lead to death, but it might not be immediate. But it does happen. As we sin, our hearts get hard. Think about how sin leads to death in our lives. If I commit adultery, it will, it will injure my relationship with Jennifer. If we don't deal with that sin, my sin would kill our relationship with Jennifer. I'm not committing adultery. I'm just trying to give an example. Think about how habitual, unconfessed sin has killed relationships throughout history. Think about how you've seen sin destroy relationships. If I lie to you and keep lying to you, sooner or later, it's going to kill our relationship. Lust. 
Let's say someone is just addicted to pornography and it isn't dealt with. Science is starting to show us why pornography is a bad idea. Science says that pornography will rewire our brain and it will kill intimacy. It can actually, pornography, the addiction to pornography can actually keep us from having good, real sex. Sin kills good things. Sin kills our relationship with God. Sin kills our relationship with others. Okay? Sin kills our relationship with God. Think back to being a kid, and you did something that your parents told you not to do. You tried to sneak by them. You tried to stay out of their presence. It messed up your relationship with them. Same thing with God. We don't want to be in his presence because of our sin. We, we feel this guilt. So we quit coming to church. We quit reading the Bible. Sin separates us from God. And the final consequence of sin is living separated for God forever. Sin kills. Sin destroys. Sin is rebelling against God's authority. We all sin. Therefore, we're all going to experience sin's death. Sin kills. I want to slow down just a second. I want us to think about those things for just a minute. We all sin against God. Sin is rebellion against God. And sin kills. I hope we feel the heaviness of those statements. But I also don't want to leave you under the burden of that heaviness, under the burden of that sin. So to wrap up today, let's think about the solution. We can be rescued and restored from the consequences of our sin because of who Jesus was and what he did. Let's look at a couple of verses to help us see how God dealt with our sin and what we have to do to properly deal with our sin. First, Romans 6, 23. Paul says, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If the consequence of sin is death and we are all sinners, how do we get life? We get life as an eternal gift from God in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, but now in Christ Jesus who once even though we were once far off, we've been brought near by the blood of Christ. Through the blood of Christ, through the blood of Jesus, you and I can be rescued and restored to our right relationship with God. Paul says in Romans that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and one and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, to experience the grace and be restored, we've got to confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You and I have got to believe in the person and work of Jesus to get this eternal life. All we have to do is respond to what Jesus already did. We have to believe that Jesus is the one, the only one that can rescue and redeem us. We have to put our trust, we have to put our faith in that he was the perfect sacrifice that cleanses us from all of our sin. So my question to you, have you trusted Jesus to pay your debt?
right now, you can push pause and put your trust in the person and work of Jesus. All you got to say, got to make this commitment. Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need you to pay off my debt. Please forgive me of all of my sin and help me follow you from this moment on. If you said that to Jesus right now, or want to talk, talk about it, want somebody just to share with you, discuss it, reach out to me at 205-807-8645. I'm praying for you, and I hope that you take the time each day to thank Jesus for what he did for you on the cross. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.